Welcome to the Debutants Podcast. This is Kenny. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SC Trojan Duck. Thank you for joining us. Um, this is my second episode. I wanted to put it out there. Hopefully the music is, uh, the mic is fixed. Um, there were some recording issues. I'm new to this. I don't know all the intricacies that come along with it, but I, I got a phantom power cord and hopefully that's going to make the audio that much better. Um, I had a request from my friend Fernando to speed it up and be quicker, keep it under 30 minutes. Since he's my only known listener, then I'm going to, um, do so. So today's episode, we're going to discuss the top 10 risers and fallers, the ups and downs from week one of the college football season. I'm going to start off with the honorable mentions, and then we'll get into our 10 up, 10 down. Um, starting with uh, ASU running backs, Rashad White and Chip Trainum were both dynamic in their limited carries, but you see why they were so highly recruited and why they were high, high uh, equity debity property. J.J. McCarthy had a dynamite throw that shows that we probably had him too low in our rankings of freshman quarterbacks. Blake Corum had over 100 yards in limited carries. He had a huge kick return, showed some receiving chops, and looks like he joined those 23 running backs at the top. Bryce Young showed why he was so highly recruited and just looked dynamic. Jamison Williams, resurgent out of uh, the Ohio State transferred over to Alabama. He had a big game. Jarquez Hunter, the true freshman out of Auburn, had over 100 yards and just nine carries. So he's somebody that's definitely on my watch list. Sean Tucker out of Syracuse had 181 yards in his uh, debut on the season. Looked really good there. Uh, Jerkovich out of Boston College. He had a big game, 303 yards, three touchdowns, five carries for 61 yards, showing he had, he's a threat on the ground as well. So he had a good game there. And Eric Ezekama out of Texas Tech, uh, wide receiver. He had seven for 179 and looks like he's going to have a really big year there. So those are the honorable mentions. Um, all of them are from the up variety. Didn't really want to add anybody else to the down there but let's get into it so my number one uh, player whose stock is up after week one is Corey Rucker wide receiver out of Arkansas State he was on my sleepers watch list he had a huge game he's not listed in the ADP currently but he's somebody that I know in some deeper leagues he's being drafted Uh, he's a former three-star athlete in the 2020 class so he's a true sophomore in week one, he went for nine catches, 138 yards, and three touchdowns. That's the follow-up as bowl game where he had nine catches, 310 yards, and four touchdowns. So in the past two games, he has a combined 18 catches for 448 yards and seven touchdowns. That's two games. That's just phenomenal. That's crazy. He had a huge spring game for the team as well, 10 catches over like 120 yards. So he's just on the rise. He's looking like somebody that's going to really take off and be a high-end Debbie asset. Um, I'd like to uh, look at, you know, when I saw the highlight film, I haven't been able to watch the whole game film, but he's just toasting the DBs. They just can't keep up with them. So I'm hoping he has a good opponent this year that we can see if it's just really bad opponents or if he's just really legit. But regardless, his stock is definitely up, and if you're in the C2C league, he needs to be owned. Um, the number one down athlete, uh, down player, it's not too much his fault, but it's Gabe Irvin running back out of Nebraska. His ADP is not listed. 
Um, and that's according, this is all according to Debbie Watch's ADP. He wasn't listed. He's a three-star athlete. He's a true freshman. Even though he wasn't listed, he had a lot of hype going into the season because he was fighting for that starting job. He was actually named the starter. But since then, in the opener, he only rushed 12 times for 33 yards, and that was week zero. He followed it up this past week with six rushes for 17 yards. Um, Dynasty PJ, Master PJ on Twitter, uh, made the comment that in opener he played 47 snaps this past week he only played 17 snaps so he saw a dramatic uh, decrease in his touches and Marquis Step took over had a big game this week he had a flash of big reception in the opener so it looks like he's going to be the main ball carrier in Nebraska and he should be uh, Marquis Step is a really good player I liked him out of SC and maybe he's not going to be the best asset but he's definitely in a better position more of that than Gabe Irvin I still like Gabe Irvin long term but for right now he's just not it so number two up uh, we got Jacob Hayner the QB out of Fresno State again he's somebody whose ADP is not listed he's a three-star quarterback entering his fourth season uh, he's over the two games he's played this year he's had 72.5% uh, completion rating he had 629 yards passing and four touchdowns against Oregon. He went 30 for 43, 298 yards, one touchdown, and also had a touchdown rushing. The reason he's on here is he, he is somebody that had some hype going into the season as a potential riser in the QB class, somebody that's a, definitely an NFL QB, and on the C2C side especially is an asset. But I think against Oregon, he showed he has the arm talent to be a starter in the NFL. Um, so, he, and he's mobile. He just he showed some mobility. Um, so I really think he's potentially somebody that's going to be a starter in the NFL. Definitely a high end backup skill set. So I'm really interested to see how he continues to produce. Uh, the number two down is Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of Pittsburgh. He had an ADP of 37, so the first pick in the fourth round. And the opener, he put up five for 40 and one, which is a real big disappointment. Um, he was tied in second for receptions on the team with Lucas Cruel. He didn't, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but uh, with as much hype as he had coming out of his freshman season, He's just a real big diff disappointment. Um, there was 375 yards passing in the game. He only had 11% share of that, so uh, it's not good. You know, it's not a good indication of where he's at. I wasn't a big fan of him. It just kind of seemed like he was a jag in the spot where he got some targets last year, and this performance just kind of didn't do anything to change my mind. Um, uh, Burton out of Georgia is another player was kind of in a similar position didn't do much in the opener but you uh, Georgia's passing game just sucked and I'm willing to give him a pass um, where Jordan Addison there was plenty of passing yards and he just didn't perform so that's why he's my uh, number two down moving on my number three up is Wandell Robinson, the wide receiver out of Kentucky. He has an ADP of 56. He's a former four-star in the 2019 class. He's a, a true junior. In the opener, he went five for 125 and two times. I love watching him get used in the vertical passing game. He just showed that burst and just blew by the defensive backs. 
in the short area he he's really dynamic in space he can make people miss um, the second touchdown he had he caught it broke a tackle and went into the end zone he was somebody that I really liked as a prospect entering college you watch him in the army all-american game he was just a standout there looked like the sky was the limit and he went to nebraska and it was just horrific there uh, martinez isn't a college level quarterback they had christian mccaffrey's brother who sucked and so um you know in addition to wandell i gotta give big props out to levi the quarterback there I didn't think he was going to be good, and it just kind of makes me wonder what they're doing in Penn State and why he looked so horrific. But he looked really good, and I'm interested to see where he's at as well. So um, my number three down is Amarian Brown out of South Carolina. He's not listed, but he is somebody the analytics community really liked after his uh, freshman season. Um Who's a former three-star recruit in the 2019 class. Uh, he had, like I said, after his freshman year, he had a lot of love by the analytics community. Um, I think that was a large part due to the limited volume. He was uh, only had 21 catches for 396 yards and seven touchdowns, but they didn't have a lot of passing yards, so he had a huge chunk. So it reflected that he was somebody that you should be watching. Uh, he had a really bad year last season. Um, he's small, 5'9", 165 pounds. He uh, only put up 11 catches for 103 yards and one touchdown last season. He followed that up with two for 15 in his debut for South Carolina. And it's just really not good he only had eight percent share of yardage south carolina passed for 185 yards and four touchdowns so he did not do much at all and really disappointing i have a share in c2c and he's just not somebody i really care about so he may be dropped soon if he doesn't rebound quickly on to number four my number four player whose stock is on the rise is zonovan white running back out of nc state um Sorry, Zenovan Knight. Uh, he has an ADP of 99. He's a four-star recruit in the 2019 class, so he's a true junior. Showed some flashes as a true freshman. Had 136 rushes for 745 and 5. Seven catches for 45 yards. He followed that up last year with 143 rushes for 788 yards and 10 touchdowns. He also had 20 catches for 136 yards. I know a lot of people were really hyped about him to the season and seeing what he can do with a, a group increase in volume in the opener he had 16 rushes for 163 yards and one touchdown two receptions for 16 yards uh, i was versus south florida so i want to see what he can do against uh, legit comp competition but he showed some really good bursts he had a long touchdown run and when you watch him he just took off so it really bodes well for his overall um skill set I, I think you know he he's got a nice skill set and he's somebody who can make some noise in next year's running back class my number four down is damon demas the wide receiver out of texas a&m he currently has an adp of 51 he was a five-star wide receiver in the 2020 class and so far out in two seasons he has zero stats he played 10 snaps i believe out of that 10 snaps he only had like one uh play where it was actually a pass um, he did have a foot injury. He only was there for about two weeks prior to the opener. It's not the end-all, be-all, but he was somebody that he, he, if he does not turn around quickly, he's just going to be done. He's not going to be any type of product there. 
So my number five up is Kenneth Walker, running back out of Michigan State. He had an ADP of 61, so it's going to be the first pick in the sixth round of a Debbie startup. He was a former three-star recruit in the 2019 class. He's a true junior. During his freshman season and sophomore season, he had 579 yards rushing, so that's really interesting. He did that in 13 games over as a freshman. He only did it in seven games last year. Uh, he, he was somebody, again, I, I really liked. Um, I had a deep league uh, that started last year. I took a flyer on him, and I was a little disappointed that he didn't get more of the share while he was at Wake Forest, but he transferred over to Michigan State, and in the opener, he just went bananas. He went 23 for 264 yards and four touchdowns, and he just showed off everything I loved about him at Wake Forest. He had great feet, uh, great lateral agility. He makes people miss in space. Um, when he was at Wake Forest, he had horrific blocking. If you go back and watch the highlights from his time at Wake Forest, they would do these RPOs where he's getting a handoff and needs to make a jump cut as soon as he takes the handoff and he makes somebody miss so at Michigan State at least in the opener he got some legitimate blocking so he was able to get some momentum up before he'd have to make a cut and you saw what that equated to it equated to a huge performance and kind of justified his rise in stock to where it was at he had a lot of publicity uh you know Michigan State were saying a lot of good things in the spring and so it was good to see it come to fruition in that opener so my number five down is Zach Evans, running back out of TCU. He was an ADP of 20. He was a former five-star recruit in last year's class, the 2020 class. During his true freshman season, he had 54 rushes for 415 yards and four touchdowns. He also had eight catches for 76 yards. In the opener, he was actually suspended, I believe it was for the first quarter or first drive. I'm not exactly sure. Um for some off the field stuff, but he only had five rushes for 27 yards. Um, I believe he had a touchdown, but with the off the field stuff, he had a lot of issues into his recruiting year. There was a lot of negative talk about him. He waited to almost the season started to commit to TCU. And so it's just a kind of ongoing negative aura around him. So he's not somebody I'm, I'd be holding fast to if you can move him for another piece. Uh, it's something that I would do. Um, yeah, he violated the team rules is what it was marked down as. Um, so hopefully he can right the ship. He's a very talented player, but just I don't like players with off the field issues. So he's somebody that I have a share of and I may be looking to trade it. The number six up is Talio Tango-Vailoa, uh, quarterback, Maryland. His ADP is not listed. He's a former four-star recruit in the 2019 class. He was from Alabama, where he followed his brother, Tua, and he transferred over to Maryland. He started last year, had a couple flash games, largely inconsistent. He's undersized, 5'11", 205 pounds. Um, I, I, I like what I saw last year. I, I forget the game. It was against Minnesota or somebody like that. He showed a lot. You know, he showed arm strength, showed athleticism, being able to scramble and pick up the yardage on his first down. But it wasn't something he can he was consistent with. In the opener, though, he went 26 of 36, which is a 72% completion rating for 332 yards and three touchdowns. It was against West Virginia, so it wasn't like it was a cupcake. So I'm really hoping he gets some consistency and follows it up and has a really good season where he can see his stock rise. I really think he should stay another year and have two big years. Um, 
but he's somebody who has the tools so i'm interested to see what he does coming in as the six down the, the six player uh on the list whose stock is on the down and it's cj johnson the wide receiver out of eastern carolina he has a adp of 102 former three-star recruit in 2019 he had a huge true freshman season where he had 54 catches for 908 yards and four touchdowns people were going bananas over him saying he was the you know number two number three in the class and when I watched him, it just he seemed like his comp, he was just too big for his competition, too strong for his competition. I didn't really think he was that good of a wide receiver. And as a true sophomore, he only put up 19 catches for 405 yards and six touchdowns and really disappointed. And he saw his stock drop significantly. And I just think that they were able to adjust to him and his size and he didn't know how to respond so we go to the opener this season and he put up three for 24 and zero there was 295 passing yards by his team and two touchdowns so he only had an eight percent market share of yardage and i just don't think he's really a, a devy product at this point i don't think he's a devy asset so if somebody's willing to give you something for him i would move on and because i just don't think he had the skills to adapt so coming in at number seven, my player on the rise is Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. He had an ADP of 29. He's a four-star recruit from the 2019 class. He flashes a true freshman. He built on it last year, uh, leveled up a bit. And, you know, all the talk was, oh, well, he did it as a slot. He's not developed. They're hiding him there. So he played on the perimeter a lot in this opener and moving him around the formation. And what did he do? 12 for 137. He was just dominant. He couldn't be stopped by San Jose State. He just showed uh, uh, what all the fuss was about in camp. He was the best player on USC and making highlight catches every play <clears throat> or every day and he just continues to build on it and i'm really hoping when gary bryant comes back this week he'll get some pressure off of him so we can see you know more efficiency more on the yards per catch but he did everything you'd want to see him do and i'm really interested to continue to see him solidify himself as one of the top options in next year's wide receiver class so my number seven down is Muhammad Ibrahim, running back out of Minnesota. He has an ADP of 94, a three-star recruit in the 2017 class. And this is just, it's really unfortunate. It's nothing that he did. He just, he tore his Achilles in that opener and he's out for the year. It's, you know, we're trying to decide whether that's a death sentence for running back, that injury. Um, everybody seems to hope it's over and you know players can come back from that cam Akers, that Iwangu kid who came out from uh oklahoma state this year in the opener muhammad ibrahim was keeping minnesota in the game versus ohio state 30 rushes for 163 yards and two touchdowns before he uh, uh left the game with that injury and you know he's somebody who didn't have a lot of speed to begin with you know he had pretty good short area uh, bursts. He was enough to kind of make a cut and get to that second level, um, but he was not somebody who was going to break away, and he has a limited skill set. He's not a receiver, so I don't really know what his NFL prospect is, and I just don't really see him being somebody the NFL is going to fawn over after that injury. Coming in at number eight is Bo Nix, quarterback out of Auburn. He has an ADP of 159. 
five-star recruit in the 2019 class. Um, he had big shoes to fill. He's got that Auburn blue blood with uh, followed his father's footsteps. He flashes a true freshman. Uh, then as a sophomore, he just <clears throat> completely lost all steam. Yeah, uh, people were just completely writing him off after last year. I didn't think he looked great. He doesn't really. He didn't really. Wasn't able to change his uh, uh, speeds. He just threw a fastball. Didn't really have a lot of touch. He still showed some flashes on some nice plays, but <clears throat> both of his uh, uh, seasons were under sixty percent completion percentage. Just erratic. But in the opener, I wasn't able to watch it. But you. They, they had a change in coaching system, and we've seen with uh, Levi's and uh, who was it? Uh, um, well, Bo Nix. You've seen some of these guys change quarterback coaches and have a dramatic impact on their performance. And so it's the same with uh, Bo Nix. You know, he went 20 of 22, a 90% completion percentage, 275 yards, and three touchdowns. So. He has all the tools. He's athletic. He has a huge arm. You know, it's about the toolbox and being able to process the game. So if he can do that, if the new coaching staff has instilled that in him, he's somebody who can really see that dramatic rise. I think Jordan Palmer said he was the QB1 in the class, and I don't buy that at all. But he's somebody who can, you know, be in that conversation for that second wave of guys. And, you know, there's no real separation there. So why not Bo Nix if, you know, he can he can show that he's made some progress. So my number eight down is Quinton Johnson, the wide receiver out of TCU. He had an ADP of 34. He was a four-star recruit in the 2020 class. Uh, the analytics community just loved him. As a true freshman, he went 22 for 487 and three. He's a big kid, 6'4", 193. Unfortunately, in the opener, he only went four for 38. Uh, Texas uh, Christian had 253 yards passing and two touchdowns on the day. So he only had a 15% market share on the yardage. And, you know, it seemed like they spread the ball around. You know, nobody really had a huge game there. So it's just a little concerning. Uh, he, again, he's not somebody that I bought the hype on. I don't think at an ADP of 34 overall, he was worth it. Um, you know, I didn't see that. A skill set that kind of said he should, he was a third round startup pick. Didn't don't necessarily think he's a bad player. You know he's an athletic kid for his size, and you know that size is always nice. Um, but he needs to really assert himself here shortly, or he's going to see his value uh, decline sharply. My number nine up player is Zaquandre White, out of South Carolina. He's a running back. His ADP is not listed. He's a three star. JC transfer. However, even though he was a three-star player, he was the top JC running back in the 2020 class. Um, he started off as a true freshman. He was listed as a linebacker at Florida State, which I thought was really interesting because we know Tyler Algier and in this last year's class, Javante Williams, they started off as linebackers. So he seems to be in that mold. And last season, he only had 16 rushes for 59 yards. <clears throat> but there was a lot of hype in the spring that he was the most improved player on the team. And he was listed as a co-starter with Marshawn Lloyd. And he backed that up. In the opener, he went 12 for 128 and 1. He also had four catches for 39 yards. And again, he's one of these players that showed a great burst. And, you know, 
with people not really liking this running back class, somebody like him can burst onto the scene and end up being a day two pick. So I'm interested to see what he's doing. I'm a big Marshawn Lloyd fan. He didn't produce nearly as well. I think he was at like four yards a carry where uh, Zacondre was at 10 yards a carry. So let's see what he continues to do. And he's somebody I'm watching and somebody who's going to end up being a, a high rookie draft pick if he keeps it up. So number nine down is all the secondary wide receivers at the Ohio State. Um, the the players there are the elite of the, the elite, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, Mika Agbuka, Marvin Harrison Jr., Julian Fleming. Uh, I don't know if Julian Fleming was dressed. I know he had the shoulder surgery during the spring and missed most of the spring with that. But out of 294 yards passing in the game, the only player, only wide receiver outside of Olave and Garrett Wilson to record any stats was Jackson Smith and Jigba, and he had two for 12, which is only a 4% market share of the yardage. And it's just really concerning. I mean, you really want to see these guys assert themselves. If not, you know, Julian Fleming, Jackson Smith, and Jigba are both going to be heading into their junior years without that you know, breakout tag. So it's, you know, the analytically, they're going to uh, be guys that are going to have some major concerns. I think they're all talented, but you can't say their stock is up at all. And you, they were all being drafted really highly in Debbie startups and they're going to see their value decline. You know, people are going to hold on to them because they are Ohio state wide receivers. And you got uh, Quinn Ewers coming in next year or, you know, McCord or CJ Stroud's going to keep the job. You know, they got high level QB play there, but I could see their stock tumbling during the season and you being able to swoop in and trade to get them at a cheaper price. Uh, but they're definitely, their stock didn't go up after that opener. So my final up, the number 10 up uh, player whose stock is up is Zach Charbonnet. Uh, he had a running back out of UCLA. And ADP of 82, he was a four-star in the 2019 class. He showed some flashes as a true freshman. Uh, he wasn't somebody I was overly high on. He ran upright. I didn't like his burst that much. And I just didn't think he was worth the second-round startup pick uh, he was going last year. Um, in the drafts last year, I was seeing him go late two, early three. And I was out at that. But... Uh, you know, he had one play last year at the beginning of the year, and everybody was like, look, he's, you know, he's amazing. He ran 21 miles an hour, and he showed the burst. But after that one play, he finished the season with uh, 19 rushes for 124 yards and one touchdown over five games. 70 of those yards came on that one carry. So after that one play, he was 18 rushes for 54 yards on the season, which is just not good at all. Um, Michigan is a train wreck, so you got to chalk some of his poor play up to them. But he really disappointed last year, and again, you know, his ADP is 82, so he fell a full five rounds almost, uh, four or five rounds. So, so far this season, he's rushed 17 times for 223 yards and four touchdowns. He had two receptions for 49 yards as well. He just has looked insane. He's uh, hasn't got the starter carries. He's been splitting with uh, the uh, another player there who's looked – Pretty good as well, but Charbonnet is definitely the standout. When you watch him, there's just no denying he's looked dynamic. 
He's had that short area quickness. He's been able to make jump cuts and, you know, read his vision has been insane. Finding cutback lanes on the other side of where the play is designed to run. He's shown breakaway speed. Uh, contact balance has been awesome. And he's just somebody that, as much as I didn't like him as his first two years on campus, I've completely changed my standpoint. And again, if he keeps this up, he's somebody that's going to join, uh, be a day two pick in the NFL draft. I can easily see that he has the skill set, you know, that he showed. It's definitely somebody you need to watch and somebody whose stock is on the rise. So my final down, the last, uh, uh, the number 10 down on my list is NCAA quarterbacks in general, outside of the couple I've listened. It was just a really horrid opener for a bunch of guys. Sam Howell had three interceptions, not much yardage. Derek King was just stymied against Alabama. Spencer Rattler, he played Tulane, and he was not the best quarterback on the field. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. was just disgusting. He's coming off of that injury, but you know I think he threw for just a handful of yards and three interceptions. DJ Ugalele or Uyunglele had was just couldn't get anything going against Georgia. Um, he did not look like the DJU from last year. Emory Jones threw a one touchdown to two interceptions and was vastly outplayed by Anthony Richardson. So it looks like his job is in jeopardy. Everybody's calling for Anthony Richardson, who is one of my favorite uh, um, players in college football. I didn't think he would get much playing time this year, but I did. I've mentioned several times I think he should be the starter there. You know, it would be good for his development because he is a really raw player, but you just saw how special he is when he got the ball. So, it, which is not good news for Emory Jones and then JT Daniels. Uh, the, the, both Georgia and Clemson look pathetic in the passing games, and you really got to question where he's at. You know, if he doesn't, he doesn't rebound quickly, he can see himself having to stay another year and just being completely off draft radars. You know, he, he built on last season. He was somebody who was stocked down after his time at USC, showed pretty well, had a rebound in his stock. But after that performance, he's somebody that's really on the hot seat. So all these guys, you know, Sam Howell, I'm not worried about. I think there was a lot in play. He got a lot of pressure from the, the defense. He, he was sacked three times in a row at one point. He was he had pressure right off the get-go his wide receivers didn't do him any favors they weren't creating any separation so when you mix in the pressure the lack of time to pass and the lack of separation he really didn't stand a chance and you know he looked fine his wide receivers dropped a couple big passes for him as well um you know so and rattler wasn't bad but he wasn't great either and there's some questions about his mentality, you know, from the the QB one or whatever that show is. Uh, a lot of people didn't like him. He's just uh, I thought he was a little overrated, you know. But his his skill set is amazing. His skill set is that of a number one overall pick. I get that. I've said that all along. I could see him going as a number one overall pick just with his arm talent alone. Uh, but I just I don't think he deserves it at this point. You know, Howell has done two years of elite. QB play and you know Rattler didn't do anything in that opener to really change my mind you know he was uh, underwhelming even though he was all right he made a couple really bad decisions and you know didn't look 
dominant out there so you know he's still somebody that's going to have a high volume but you know uh, there was some questions there he wanted to see a full year of him dominating to really solidify himself as the QB1 in the class and he didn't do that so it's still very much Sam Howell Spencer Rattler uh, and I'm you know it's going to continue being that way until one of those guys assert themselves and my money's on Howell he's done it for two years uh, I like him a lot but, yeah, really bad opener for quarterbacks, uh, you know, in week one of the season. So it's just one week. You can't put too much stock into any of it. But those are the 10 ups and downs that I saw. And I hope you enjoyed it. And here's to week two.